You're listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Ari Mejia, community and audio storytelling producer here at Vocalo. And in addition to producing Shy Sounds Like and other stories you hear, I also teach Vocalo's free eight-week-long audio storytelling workshop that we offer to you, our listeners here, because at Vocalo, we want to represent you on our airwaves, your music, your stories, your Chicago. And so we invite you to apply with zero prior experience necessary whatsoever. You'll learn from start to finish how to interview, record, produce, and mix your very own radio story that we will then share on our airwaves with the Vocalo world. Stuti Sharma is a poet, comedian, photographer, educator, and filmmaker of Indian heritage, born in Nairobi and raised in Chicago. This piece is how they ran an after-school program in their home neighborhood of Devon and processing the grief of losing it. Here is Stuti with their piece, I Ran an After-School Program on Devon. There's ghosts to your story as an immigrant that you bring from your home countries. There's also ghosts in this new place that we find ourselves in. I feel both these sets of ghosts when I go back to my old neighborhood to grab cheap but good cardamom, tea leaves, goat biryani, or to work on art projects as I community organize in the neighborhood. I'm about to tell you a story about a job that changed my life. One September day in 2017, I told the person at the front desk of the Indo-American Center my name. Stuti. I was surprised and moved that she got it right on the first try and didn't ask me to repeat it. I let her know I was the volunteer who answered the call for a photographer on Facebook. I began by photographing the community center staff and the vibrant ELL program, then led by Renuka Sharma. I really tried to make a community out of the program and I pretty much raised like my children (laughs) became part of the program and adults also brought their children when we had picnics and we had um, like welcome breakfast. 3 p.m. came around and I had the last photo shoot of the day, photographing the daily after school program. The kids trickled in. The Indo-American Center is based in Chicago's West Ridge off Devon Street where I grew up. These were youth who grew up as I did, accompanying their parents who would send money back home from Western Union, catching bits of Urdu and Gujarati and Swahili on the streets, spending summers drinking sugarcane juice with ginger and lime, shopping for carrots and guavas and eggplants marked down at fresh farms. Before I left for the day, the director was trying to get me to volunteer to photograph another event, so I made something up about how I had to go as soon as possible to a job interview. And then the team asked a question that made my entire life change. Do you need a job? We're hiring for youth program coordinator. I was newly 21, had just dropped out of my physics and English degree for other reasons, and I was now responsible for a daily after-school program with 30 kids and no other staff outside of work-study tutors, one of them being Shifa Khan. Because I was there for at least like four years all throughout college and then I was just and then I saw them grow up and I was just like I can't wait till you guys like get to high school and you guys come back to us and you're like and then I was like and then I get to see you grow up. At this time in the organization the director and board were not the most supportive but I'll throw my shade later. It was clear everyone was spread thin having endured furloughs and uncertainty due to Bruce Rauner's cut to community funding including the current youth program coordinator, Kush. The thing that kept me there, I think, is the first thing I want to talk about, is obviously um, the youth that were there. 
Um, I think like the consistency that they showed coming in every single day um, and the consistency that they expected um, of me really um, inspired me to like come every day. We would bring the students down to the Thompson Center and we would do actions and rallies and like hold up signs saying, you know, adult education matters and, you know, just. And I would work with the young people all afternoon. Some days I cried in my office. Other days, students would bring me flowers plucked from the cracks of concrete on their way from school. We partnered with the Greater Chicago Food Depository to provide meals to the students every day. In the summer, teens from the neighborhood got after-school matters paid internships to be camp counselors. I wasn't given a budget for supplies, so my friends helped me through a GoFundMe to buy the kids Legos, construction paper, and crafts to make slime after the kids kept asking. We finally made slime, and they got it all over themselves and on the ceiling of the main hall. I spent that day until 9pm cleaning the entire building from glitter. I hate slime. Every educator from 2017 to 2019 has been through the trenches of the slime era. I just felt like I always needed something more to make my... Um, art better or I needed something more in order to be more creative and I think working in the youth program really um, reinforced the opposite of that was like art can be made in the absence of those things. Um, the youth came for the conversations um, and having those conversations and having those relationships. There was an Iranian boy who played chess with one of our volunteers every day and they'd bond with their minds and moves and smile all while never needing to speak the same language to each other. One time, a Pakistani five-year-old burst into tears in the midst of Chicago winter. And I, who came to America at five from Nairobi and hated winter, picked her up and let her sit with me the whole day in my office because I couldn't change things, but I could let her know that she wasn't alone. On the first hot day in Chicago, she came in and told me, my dad has a day off for the first time this Saturday. We're going to the beach. She survived her first Chicago winter. However, the program was struggling without support from leadership. Organizing a chai meet and greet with parents didn't work because parents had to work long jobs as most immigrant parents did. I had to meet quotas to keep the city and stakeholders happy, but I was not full-time and I was kept in the dark about my budget. The way Indo-American Center was, it was a community. I don't, I do not feel that you can have a community without you, so. Planning for summer camp came around and I was getting good at my job. I wanted to get a fully paid ice cream truck to come to the center so everyone could have free ice cream. The director, predictably, did not support this idea, so I ran a fundraiser with comedians I knew and raised exactly how much I needed for the truck. However, at the theater, after we were closing up at the fundraiser, one of my coworkers and good friends came up to me, and she said she was so sorry, but she couldn't keep this from me any longer. She told me that the director had recently confided in her that she was going to dismantle the youth program after the summer. I was stunned. Like the TikTok meme, the woman was too stunned to speak. I smoked in the back of the theater with Kush to process this. It hurt, it jaded me, um, and it continues to jade me to this day. It was a huge devastating loss, because like, Parents would come to me and be like, what can we do about this? The thing that made me so angry was that the city was still giving us funding. The center was the one deciding to make this devastating decision. And all the people who made this decision were brown people, Indian people, allegedly those who we would think are our own. None of these decision makers had lived experience in Chicago as a community we served did, as I did. 
how do community leaders have the power unchecked to disenfranchise youth that they are by nature of their positions obligated to serve? I got pretty upset and I I expressed it out on social media because, you know, that's what we do. And people were like responding like, what? How could this be? And just, you know, curious as far as like what will happen now and, and why all of a sudden? And I was told that I had to... Um, you know, pack up my stuff and just like leave for two days. It was like, I think it was a Thursday. So I had to leave Thursday and Friday. I couldn't back, get back to work until Monday. And then I think within like, I don't know, within the year I was, I think I was just like, let go. Some of the kids and families kept in touch with me. We became like family because of how close our backgrounds and stories are. Sometimes their moms would ask me to teach them how to drive. They would ask for help finding a doctor with their health insurance. When I worked at a science museum, on a rare lucky day, I'd see some of my after-school kids fleetingly on field trips with their school. The other day, one of them liked my TikTok video I posted doing stand-up comedy. I always had to hide my stand-up clips when I ran the program because the kids would Google me. We worked together to build something. We turned pain into belonging, into hand-painted valentines, into movie nights with popcorn. I hope they know I'm so proud of them and they will be in my heart forever. This piece was produced by me, Studi Sharma, for the Spring 2023 Vocalo Storytelling Workshop. Thank you to Ari Mejia and Ariana Martinez for the instruction. Thank you to Shifa Khan, Renuka Sharma, and Kush Patel for the time for the interviews. Thank you to Devon for making me who I am. Thank you to the Indo-American Center for the work that they currently do. And last but not least, thank you to Chicago Days Youth Rising, an amazing place that helped me process the grief after losing the program and for all the work that they do for youth in Chicago. You can find this and other stories at vocalo.org.